This is the Life Truth Network. Sometimes out in nature is the best place to record. It's usually quiet. I have good company. And there I Spencer. You may remember Spencer as the uh, mascot for my other show, uh, the Protector Productions Comedy Showcase, which is also available where great podcasts are found. But now it's time for another podcast. A wonderful podcast. It's time for episode seven of... Welcome to Life Truth Presents, a clean fiction podcast. If it's clean fiction, it's fair game. My goal is to come alongside Clean Fiction Magazine over at cleanfictionmagazine.com. They sell their quarterly publications on Amazon. If it's not the type of thing covered in CFM, I want it to be here. That gives you, the listener, access to even more clean fiction. You could even hear interviews, game reviews, featured audio drama reviews, and some of the dramas themselves. I want this to be big. Welcome to Life Truth Presents. Today we take a look at Radio Theater Project's wonderful Wizard of Oz adaptation by both reviewing and featuring it. We will listen to the first part of the audio drama, then tell you where to find part two. We also briefly discuss the non-fiction book End of the Spear by Steve Saint. It's here. The paperback edition of Clean Fiction Magazine's spring 2023 issue is here. You can get it at Amazon.com. Remember, this issue marks my debut, both as audio drama reviewer and serial author, with my expanded edition chapters of Stronghold releasing every quarter. If you prefer a Kindle version, you won't have to wait too long. March 20th is the release date for that. You can also find all you need at cleanfictionmagazine.com. Don't forget, both the magazine and this podcast take submissions. Check show notes for links. Today we're going to review Wonderful Wizard of Oz by Radio Theater Project. The genre is fantasy. The Wizard of Oz is a great tale for the whole family, and the way L. Frank Baum wrote it is so much better than the movie many of us know and love. This adaptation carries things that I love so much in the book, and it brings them to life in my ears. There's so much action here. There's fighting and, and danger and even some creepy moments. <clears throat> the quest is on for Dorothy and her friends. So yes, there's a lot of grand adventure here. There's no romance here, but camaraderie, compassion, and friendship are in no short supply. There's no religion mentioned here. There is magic and there is a field of poppies, which may to some be a drug reference but not a horribly offensive one, considering the situation and the context. There is no bad language. In my final thoughts, this is a fun adventure, and it's so great to see the Oz series show up in audio drama form once again, and done so well. Wonderful Wizard of Oz, as done by Radio Theater Project, is offered freely, and you can find a link to it in the show notes. The rating? It would be... A Clean Fiction Magazine rating of A, which is a warning level of 1. The reason being just a little bit of violence and some creepy moments. Other than that, 
you're good to go. And speaking of which, you've heard the review. Now hear part one. Classic Stories presents The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oz books are modernist fairy stories that replace the dark European medieval morality tales with a bright, sunny, anything-can-happen American style of storytelling. This is the original story that started the series of books about Dorothy, her dog Toto, and her many friends in the fairy country of Oz. Presenting The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Adapted for radio by Joseph McGuire. Oh, Toto, you make me laugh. Sure, it's getting dark and it's only afternoon. Shush, Toto. Don't be a scaredy cat. Look at the color of the sky. There's a cyclone coming, Em. I'll go look after the stock. Oh, my, Henry. Quick, Dorothy. Run for the cellar. Toto, come back here. Goodness sake, there's a twister coming. Got you. Coming, Auntie Em. <laughs> That's funny. It's awfully quiet. Oh my, the house is in the air, spinning around slowly. Toto, stop running around. You're making me dizzy. Oh no, he fell down the stiller door. <laughs> you are so funny sitting in the middle of the door on air. Come here, you silly dog. I'm glad you're all right. I hope Auntie Em and Uncle Henry are okay. I wonder where I'm going. Oh dear, look at Auntie Em in her marriage picture. She was so pretty. Uncle Henry is so handsome. He's even smiling in this picture. <sighs> All of his excitement has made me tired. I think I'll lay down here on my bed and take a nap. Oh my, that was a nice nap. Did you sleep too, Toto? <coughs> We've stopped moving. Oh my, where are we, Toto? Not in Kansas. It is so pretty. I think I'll go outside. I agree. We have landed in a nice place. Yes, I see them. They are funny little people. They are no taller than me, and Andy Ames told me I'm all four feet tall. You be on your best behavior, Toto. They look like nice people. They may be small, but they look ever so old. Wait, there's a tall lady. She is so different from the small people. Welcome, most noble sorceress, to the land of the munchkins in the country of Oz. They are so grateful to you for having killed the Wicked Witch of the East and for setting their people free from bondage. You are very kind, but there must be some mistake. I haven't killed anything. <laughs> Your house did, anyway, and that is the same thing. See, there are her two feet still sticking out from under a block of wood. Oh dear, oh dear, the house must have fallen on her. Whatever shall we do? There is nothing to be done. But who was she? She was the Wicked Witch of the East, as I said. She has held all the munchkins in bondage for many years, making them slave for her night and day. Now they are all set free and are grateful to you for the favor. Who are the munchkins? They are the people who live in this land of the East. Are you a munchkin? No, but I am their friend, although I live in the land of the North. When they saw the Witch of the East was dead, the munchkins sent a swift messenger to me, and I came at once. I am the Witch of the North. Oh, gracious! Are you a real witch? Yes, indeed. But I am a good witch, and the people love me. I am not as powerful as the wicked witch was who ruled here, or I should have set the people free myself. But I thought all witches were wicked. Oh, no. That is a great mistake. 
There were only four witches in all the land of Oz, and two of them, those who live in the north and the south, are good witches. Those who dwelt in the east and the west were indeed wicked witches. But now that you have killed one of them, there is but one wicked witch in all the land of Oz, the one who lives in the west. But Auntie M told me that all the witches were dead years and years ago. Who is Auntie M? She's my aunt who lives in Kansas, where I come from. I do not know where Kansas is. I have never heard that country mentioned before. But tell me, is it a civilized country? Oh, yes. Then that accounts for it. In the civilized countries, I believe there are no witches left, nor wizards, nor sorceresses, nor magicians. Oh, that is why we have no witches. Yes, you see, the land of Oz has never been civilized for we are cut off from all the rest of the world. Therefore, we still have witches and wizards amongst us. Who are the wizards? Oz himself is the great wizard. He is more powerful than all the rest of us together. He lives in the city of Emeralds. Oh dear, the wicked witch of the East's feet has disappeared. She was so old that she dried up quickly in the sun. That is the end of her. But the silver shoes are yours, and you shall have them to wear. There, take them, my dear. Thank you for these lovely shoes. <laughs> the Witch of the East was proud of those silver shoes, and there is some charm connected with them, but what it is we never knew. I'm anxious to get back to my aunt and uncle, for I am sure they will worry about me. Can you help me find my way? Hmm. At the East, not far from here, there is a great desert and none could cross it and live. It is the same at the South, for I have been there and seen it. The South is the country of the Quadlings, and I am told that it is the same to the West, too. And that country, where the Winkies live, is ruled by the Wicked Witch of the West, who would make you her slave if you passed her way. The North is my home, and at its edge is the same great desert that surrounds this land of Oz. I'm afraid, my dear, you will have to live with us. But I want to go home. <laughs> Let me try this. If I put the point of my pointed hat on the tip of my nose and count one, two, three. It changed into a slate with writing on it. What does it say? I have not learned my alphabet yet. Let me take it off my nose. Let Dorothy go to the City of Emeralds. Is your name Dorothy, my dear? Yes, it is. Then you must go to the City of Emeralds. Perhaps Oz will help you. Where is the city? It is exactly in the center of the land of Oz and is ruled by Oz, the great wizard I told you of. How can I get there? You must walk. It is a long journey through a country that is sometimes pleasant and sometimes dark and terrible. However, I will use all the magic arts I know of to keep you from harm. Won't you go with me? No, I cannot do that. But I will give you my kiss. And no one will dare injure a person who has been kissed by the Witch of the North. The road to the City of Emeralds is paved with yellow brick, so you cannot miss it. When you get to Oz, do not be afraid of him. But tell your story and ask him to help you. Goodbye, my dear. We of the land of the munchkins 
bid you goodbye. Have a good journey. We thank you. Now you must go, and I must go. Toto, that was funny. The Witch of the North spun around three times and disappeared in a puff of smoke. Well, that's what you might expect from a witch. If I'm to go on a long journey, I must eat and change into a clean dress. Right, Toto? I've eaten. I have on a clean dress and now ready for a... Oh, my shoes. They surely will never do for a long journey, Toto. These silver shoes the good witch gave me. I wonder if they will fit me. They would be just the thing to take on a long walk in because they will not wear out. Oh, they fit nicely. You're right, Toto. I almost forgot the basket with food. Well, come along. We will go to the Emerald City and ask the Great Oz how to get back to Kansas again. On to the Emerald City. We've been on the road for a long time. Let's sit here a minute and rest in front of the scarecrow. Oh my, I think that scarecrow just winked at me. It did, it just nodded its head. What a funny scarecrow. I have to get closer. Good day. Did you speak? Mm, certainly, how do you do? I'm pretty well, thank you. How do you do? Uh, bored. It is very tedious being perched up here night and day to scare away crows. Can't you get down? Mm, nope, I can't. It's because this pole is stuck up my back. I should be able to lift you off the pole. You are only made of straw. <laughs> Done. Thank you very much. I feel like a new man. Walk a little while so we can talk. Who are you? And where are you going? My name is Dorothy, and I am going to the Emerald City to ask Great Oz to send me back to Kansas. Where's the Emerald City? And who is Oz? Why, you don't know? No, indeed. I don't know anything. You, you see, I'm stuffed, so I have no brains at all. Oh, I'm awfully sorry for you. Oh, I don't mind so much my legs and arms and body being stuffed, because I cannot get hurt. That is true. If anyone treads on my toes or sticks a pin into me, it doesn't matter, for I cannot feel it. Wouldn't it be nice to have brains? Yes, as I do not want people to call me a fool. And if my head stays stuffed with straw instead of with brains as yours is, how am I ever going to know anything? I was to go to school and learn things. Do you think if I go to the Emerald City with you, that Oz would give me some brains? I cannot tell, but come with me if you like. If Oz will not give you any brains, you'll be no worse off than you are now. Mm, that's true. Don't mind Toto, he never bites. Now shush Toto, you're being unfriendly to our new friend. Oh, I'm not afraid. He can't hurt the straw. Do let me carry that basket for you. I shall not mind, for I cannot get tired. I'll tell you a secret. There is only one thing in the world that I'm afraid of. What is that? The munchkin farmer who made you? No. Fire. Such dark woods we're traveling through. If you see any house or any place we can pass the night, 
You must tell me, for it is very uncomfortable to be walking in the dirt. You keep stumbling and falling over empty brick holes. It doesn't hurt me. I see a little cottage to the right of us, built of logs and branches. Shall we go there? Yes, indeed, I am all tired out. Well, I had a good night's rest. Ready to go. You have the basket? Toto is here. Just let me close the door to the house, and we can go. What was that? Cannot imagine. But we can go and see. It's behind us. How interesting. It's a tin statue of a man chopping wood. Did you grow? Yes, I did. I've been groaning for more than a year, and no one has ever heard me before or come to help me. What can I do for you? Get an oil can and oil my joints. They're rusted so badly I can't move them at all. If I'm well oiled, I think I'll be all right again. Here it is. It fell among the brambles. Please, oil my neck first, please. That's better. Now the joints, my arms. That's better. I've been holding that axe in the air ever since I rested. I'm glad to be able to put it down at last. Now if you'll just oil the joints of my legs and my jaw, I think I'll be all right. (sighs) I think I might have stood there forever if you hadn't come along. (sighs) How'd you happen to be here? We are on our way to the Emerald City to see the Great Oz, and we stopped at your cottage to pass the night. Why do you want to see Oz? I want him to send me back to Kansas, and the Scarecrow wants him to put a few brains into his head. Hmm. You suppose Oz could give me a heart? Why, I guess so. It would be as easy as giving the Scarecrow brains. That's true. So, if you will allow me to join your party, I will also go to the Emerald City and ask Oz to help me. How did you get this way? Uh, First, please, uh, put the oil can in your basket. Uh, For if I should get caught in the rain and rust again, I would need the oil can quite badly. Okay. You see, I fell in love with a girl, a munchkin girl. She had a cruel mother who did not want to give her up. So... She traded two sheep and a cow to the Wicked Witch of the East to do something about me. How did the Wicked Witch do this to you? She enchanted my axe, and it kept slipping and cutting off bits of my body. So I had Tinsmith make up the missing body parts until I was made all of tin. What happened to the Munchkin Girl? The cruelty was that with all tin and no heart, I fell out of love with her. So that was the end of our love. That is sad. All the same, I shall ask for brains instead of a heart. A fool would not know what to do with a heart if he had one. I shall take the heart, for brains do not make one happy, and happiness is the best thing in the world. I'm not sure who's right, but I do know that soon I'll be running out of bread. Toto and I need food to stay alive. How long will it be before we are out of the scary forest? I can't tell. Actually, I've never been to the Emerald City. Huh, a lion. A lion! Don't you dare bite Toto. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A big beast like you to bite a poor little dog. I didn't bite him. Leave me alone. Don't slap me again. You hurt me. You are nothing but a big coward. I know it. I've always known it. But how can I help it? I don't know, I'm sure. To think of you striking a stuffed man like poor Scarecrow. Come on, poor Scarecrow, let me help you up. Thank you. But 
as you see, I'm not hurt. He's stuffed? Of course he's stuffed. That's why he went over so easily? It astonished me to see him whirl around so. Is the other one stuffed also? No, he's made of tin. That's why he nearly blunted my claws. When they scratched against the tin, it made a cold shiver run down my back. What is that little animal you are so tender towards? He is my dog, Toto. Is he made of tin or stuffed? Neither. He's a, a, a meat dog. Oh, he's a curious animal. He seems remarkably small now that I look at him. No one would think of biting such a little thing except a coward like me. You're so big. What makes you a coward? It's a mystery. I, I suppose I was born that way. But that isn't right. The king of beasts shouldn't be a coward. I know it. It is my great sorrow. It makes my life very unhappy. I'm going to the great Oz to ask him to give me some brains because my head is stuffed with straw. And I'm going to ask him to give me a heart. And I'm going to ask him to send Toto and me back to Kansas. Do you think Oz could give me courage? Just as easily as he could give me brains. Or give me a heart. Or send me back to Kansas. Then if you don't mind, I'll go with you. For my life is simply unbearable without a bit of courage. You will be very welcome because you will help keep the other wild beasts away. It seems to me they must be more cowardly than you are if they allow you to scare them so easily. They really are, but that doesn't make me any braver. And as long as I know myself to be a coward, I shall be unhappy. A river. Whatever shall we do? Let me think. Oh, yes. Tin Woodman, could you chop down some of those trees? Yes, I can. One nice thing about a body made of tin is that it doesn't get tired. What is your plan? We will make a raft and cross the river that way. What a good idea. I'll get right to it. It's going to take me the rest of the day to chop all those trees down. I'll help by pulling the trees over to the river. While you do that, Dorothy and I will go look for nuts and berries so that Dorothy can have something to eat. What a beautiful river. What a pretty morning to cross it. Uh-oh. The river's getting swifter. Well, I can barely pull this along. We're moving away from the road on the other side. This is bad. If we can't get to the land, the river will carry us into the country of the Wicked Witch of the West, and, and she'll make us her slaves. We must certainly get to the Emerald City if we can. Oops, the pole is stuck. Catch him, Lion. Tim Woodman, he's holding onto the pole. The river's carrying us away from him. Goodbye. Goodbye. We have no pole. Now we're just floating down the river. Something must be done to save us. I, I think I can swim to the shore and pull the raft after me. But you need to hold fast to the tip of my tail. I have your tail. Now swim hard. He's doing it. The lion is doing it. We made it. Poor lion, you must be tired out. I'm okay. I'll just lie here and dry out. What shall we do now? The best plan will be to walk along the riverbank until we come to the road again. We've come some distance upriver. Look, there's Scarecrow. Who are you? And where are you going? Hello, Miss Stork. I am Dorothy, and these are my friends, Tin Woodman and Cowardly Lion. And we are going to the Emerald City. This isn't the road. I know it, but we have lost Scarecrow and are wondering how we shall get him back. Where is he? Over there in the river. If he weren't so big and heavy, 
I would get him for you. He isn't heavy a bit, for he is stuffed with straw. We shall thank you ever and ever so much. Well, I'll try. But if I find he is too heavy to carry, I shall have to drop him in the river again. Oh, I hope she can pick him up. I can't look. I can't look. Thank you, Miss Stork. You're welcome, Dorothy. I thought I wasn't going to get my brains. Now let's go. Yes, let's get back to the Yellow Brick Road. The road should be close. Aren't these flowers so beautiful? So bright and colorful? Well, I suppose so. When I have brains, I shall probably like them better. If I only had a heart, I should love them. I always did like flowers. They seem so helpless and frail. But there are none in the forest so bright as these. They are getting thick. The scent is so... so pretty smelling. Yes, they are. I must be more tired than I thought. Yes, I think I will lay down here and take a nap. Me too. You can't go to sleep now. We must hurry and get back to the road of yellow brick before it's dark. These must be poppies. If we leave her here, she will die. The smell of the flowers is killing us all. I myself can scarcely keep my eyes open, and the dog is asleep already. We can carry Dorothy because she is little, but what about the lion? We can do nothing for him. He's much too heavy to lift. We must leave him here to sleep on forever, and perhaps he'll dream that he has found courage at last. I'm sorry. The lion was a very good comrade for one so cowardly. But let us go on. I just hope it is not too late for little Dorothy. We can't be far from the road of yellow brick now, for we've come nearly as far as the river carried us away. Wildcat! Protect Dorothy! I will. There, I cut his head off. He was chasing a field mouse. Hello, mouse. Oh, thank you. Thank you ever so much for saving my life. Oh, speak nothing of it, I beg of you. I have no heart, you know, so I'm careful to help all those who may need a friend, even if it happens to be only a mouse. Only a mouse? Why, I am a queen. The queen of all the field mice. Oh, indeed, your majesty. Therefore, you have done a great deed, as well as a brave one, in saving my life. More mice. They must be your subjects. My fellow mice, this funny man has killed the wildcat and saved my life. So hereafter you must all serve him and obey his slightest wish. Mr. Pinman, is there anything we can do? Uh, not, not that I know of. Wait a moment. Let me think. If I only could. Oh, yes. You can save our friend, the cowardly lion, who's asleep in the poppy bed. A lion? Why, he would eat us all up. Oh, no. This lion's a coward. Really? He says so himself, and he would never hurt anyone who is our friend. If you will help us save him, I promise that he shall treat you all with kindness. Very well. We trust you. And what shall we do? Are there many of these mice who call you queen and are willing to obey you? Oh, yes. There are thousands. Then send for them all to come here as soon as possible. And let each one bring a long piece of string. My fellow mice, for the ones who have saved us, 
please do as this straw man says. Go collect the string. Now, Tin Woodman, you must go to those trees by the river and make a cart that will carry the lion. Permit me to introduce to you Her Majesty, the Queen of the Field Mice. So nice to meet you, Your Majesty. Scarecrow, what has happened while I was asleep? Oh, you will see in just a moment. I must go help push the cart. It is lying on a big cart. What is that gray carpet in front? That is an army of mice. Thousands of my mice subjects. Oh, I am glad that you could rescue the lion. Thank you, O Queen. If ever you need us again, blow this whistle that I give you, and we shall hear you and come to your assistance. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Look how green this wall is. We've come to the Emerald City at last. An emerald in the door the size of Dorothy's little hand. Yes, this truly is the Emerald City. And a green bell pole that seems to be made of spun glass. We are at the Emerald City. Dorothy, why don't you yank on the bell pole? Hmm, what do you wish? We came here to see the Great Oz. It has been many years since anyone's asked me to see Oz. He is powerful and terrible. Uh, but we must continue. If you come on an idle or foolish errand to bother the wise reflections of the great wizard, he might be angry and destroy you all in an instant. Oh, but it's not a foolish errand nor an idle one. It is important, and we have been told that Oz is a good wizard. So he is, and he rules the Emerald City wisely and well. But to those who are not honest, all who approach him from curiosity, he is most terrible, and few have dared ask to see his face. We have not come because of mere curiosity. Dorothy needs the wizard's help. We all need his help, if he is truly wise and powerful. I'm the guardian of the gate, and since you demand to see the Great Oz, I must take you to his palace. But first you must put on these green-tinted glasses, and I have special glasses for your little dog. Why must we wear them? Because if you do not wear the tinted glasses, the brightness and glory of the Emerald City would blind you. Even those who live in the Emerald City must wear spectacles night and day. They are all locked on, for Oz so ordered it when the city was first built. And I have the only key that will unlock them. Now, we will enter the Emerald City. Good morning. It has been several days since we have arrived. I'm glad that he has called me here. Good morning. Are you really going to look upon the face of Oz the Terrible? I would be too afraid. Of course, if you will see me. That is the signal. You must go into the throne room alone. The Emerald City at last. After many adventures, Dorothy is about to see the wizard. Or is she? Come back next time as Classic Stories presents part two of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, book one in the Chronicles of Oz, Written by L. Frank Baum. Adapted for radio by Joseph McGuire. In the cast were Chloe Forsyth as Dorothy Gale. 
Claudia Cimini as Toto, Roy Nessel as the Scarecrow, Dave Johnson as the Tin Woodman, Reed Thompson as the Cowardly Lion, Mary Anderson as the Good Witch of the North, Irma Bowd as Queen of the Mice, other parts played by David Anderson, Donna Ray Brockman, David Van Meer, and members of the cast. I'm your announcer, Ann Bodle-Nash, edited by Jay Charles, production assistant, Bobby Wiley, directed by David Johnson, recording technician Juan Arguin, produced by Joseph C. McGuire, recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. More Oz drama reviews are coming, so check out all of L. Frank Baum's Oz books as they were originally written. They're easy and often free to find. Fiction is great. It thrills, chills, and is just plain fun. And it even can teach lessons. Fiction doesn't cover everything, though. So I like to share a nonfiction work to consider each episode. End of the Spear, written by Steve Saint, is an account of his life as a missionary among a people who originally were aggressive and violent, but something changed. The gospel of Jesus Christ changed everything. Find this book where great books are sold. That's End of the Spear by Steve Saint. Through several episodes, I've shared about the love and gospel of Jesus Christ. Some hear it and mistakenly say, I'll choose to trust him someday, but not today. Please note, a not today, as far as God is concerned, is a no. There is no guarantee that you will have another chance. At times, God in his mercy allows for multiple chances, but that is not a promise. What he does promise is that those who turn from sin, that's called repentance, and trust Christ alone for salvation, that's faith, will be forgiven and given eternal life. Thank you for listening to Life Truth Presents. Don't forget to check the show notes for important links from today's episode. Both parts to Wonderful Wizard of Oz can be heard on their audio boom page. Check the show notes for where that page is. Nathan Caldwell can be found at life-truth.com and also is a writer and reviewer for Clean Fiction Magazine, which can be found at cleanfictionmagazine.com.